Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is America's Heroes Group. We have a roundtable with our partner, the Indiana DAV Chapter 17 out of Hammond, Indiana. April is Sexual Assault and Autism Awareness Month. Today is Saturday, April 23rd, 2022. Our host is Cliff Kelly. My name is Sean Claiborne. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honors Production. So we have a partner on the line that is Arthurine Jones. She's a retired 27-year U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel veteran and a full-time caregiver. And we want to talk about what's going on in the Hammond VA, Hammond, I'm sorry, Hammond DAV, the Disabled Veterans of America, Indiana chapter. Arthurine, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And thank you for this opportunity to share with all those out there about our veterans. I thank you for being our guest. Your presence is my present. I appreciate that. So what can you tell us about what's going on in the DAV today? Well, I'll tell you, oftentimes when people thought about the DAV, which stands for Disabled American Veterans, they thought about a lot of old men sitting around who were veterans. Mm -hmm. And that is not the case. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, I'm a lifetime member of the DAV Chapter 17 in Hammond, Indiana, And the reason why I am is because I know that the members there support and they have compassion for all veterans, young, old, male, or female. Any veteran who is in need can come to Chapter 17. How do we get a hold of you? How do we contact you? What's your? Give us your social media. I was going to get that first because we're going to say it again at the end of the end of the broadcast. But let us know how do they connect to you. Okay, well, I'll tell you, we have meetings, and it's once a month uh, at our office in Hammond, and I'll give you our senior vice commander, Department of Indiana's name and phone number. Call him directly, and he can answer all your questions. His name is Bob Carnegie, and write this down, 219 219-629-0594. 0594. This is one of the hardest working veterans in the state of Indiana. A veteran working for veterans. And uh, basically, basically, um, at our chapter, we have meetings. And uh, when you come in, we talk about the legislation that is going before Congress regarding veterans issues. Uh, For example, I don't know if many have heard about the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, The acronym is NDAA for fiscal year 2022. Uh, It contains uh, quite a number of provisions that directly affect veterans. And guess what? They were initiated in the DAV. Hmm. For example, the DAV was the first major veterans organization to bring up in the media the issue regarding those open air burn pits. Uh, All veterans who served uh, active duty and was deployed knows about those. 
And uh, what happens, uh, very brief- briefly I'll explain to those who don't know, is that when we go out and are deployed, there are certain things that we have to take care of, and that is waste um, from our body. So we build these uh, pits, and we have these containers. We put in kerosene and gasoline, and that is burned. Okay, where does it go? Up in the air. Where is it? It's right where we work, right where we sleep. We clean our weapons. We eat our meals. It's right there. So we're breathing this night and day until we return. Then there were certain things that were happening to veterans that were not normal. They didn't leave with it. It's not part of their family genetics. They came back with all kinds of illnesses. And I'm not a medical doctor, but they were things that you saw, you heard the horrible cough, and you knew that there was something wrong. Well, the DAV has really worked in trying to make sure that legislation knows about the issue of burn pits and all the toxins affecting, adversely affecting our veterans. Matter of fact, found out that breast cancer was showing up in large numbers in men as well as women veterans. And so the DAV initiated a pilot program regarding that. Hmm. Uh, And so now veterans have a burn pit registry that they're signed up to so that we can keep in touch with what's going on and make sure that we take care of them and make sure we do things differently. This old antiquated way of getting rid of body waste has to change. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the thing of it is, is that in the military, we burn everything. Like, like I've said many times on this show, we've had people talk about the burn pits. Everything, anything oh, yeah. that's burnable, if it could be destroyed or gotten rid of by fire, is going to go into a burn pit. Right. Exactly. And, and so that's just one of the things. Uh, what I like about our meetings is when I come in, I can uh, find out about what's going on with legislation, what the DAV has done, how we have expressed our voices, and then I can go and educate myself and educate others. Also, what I love about it is that they listen to you, whether you are male or female. When you voice a concern, they listen. For example, I had a veteran that was at my old unit uh, called me all the way from uh, being deployed because her furnace had gone out in her home and her family was left there. Now, she's over there fighting for our country, but she's concerned about her family. Call me. There was a guy that I heard talk about uh, how they can help and assist with homes for veterans. He was at the meeting. I went to him and talked to him, and he went out of his way to help this uh, veteran's family. And it wasn't a simple fix. Mm -hmm. They lived in Illinois, first of all. And then secondly, the building belonged to the grandmother who had passed, and so the deed had not been changed back. That was a lot of bureaucracy and red tape, but I don't care about that. We have a veteran serving a country whose family is cold in Illinois in the winter. He took care of it with his connections in Illinois. And this was one of my comrades that I met at the DAV in Hammond, Indiana. Now, how did you get and involved with the DAV? One of 
I'm sorry? How did you get involved with the DAV? What made you join? How did you get, get connected with the DAV when you first joined up? Well, uh, a buddy of mine, he was one of my uh, running buddies before I was deployed. And I always would talk with him as we ran about certain things. And so he, when I came back, he noticed I was different. And I tell you, any veteran would tell you that uh, once you go away and you serve this country, you see a lot of things, you experience a lot of things that are not pretty. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of positive experiences, but to actually see death, to actually smell death, to actually survive death when one of your close comrades does not make it, it has an adverse it has an adverse effect on you. I, I can't explain it in words, but a fellow veteran would know. And so I was not myself. I was not very sociable. I would come out and run because, hey, that's what I knew, PT. Mm-hmm. So that was something to do. And then I went in and closed myself in my home, in myself. And he insisted. He said, you need to go over here with me to the DAV. I said, no, I'm not going there. I don't want to be around people. No, you need to go over there. He bugged me and bugged me. He bought his wife. And that's one thing I love about my comrades. They know when you hurt and you need help, they know you need it better than you know yourself, and they don't give up on you. Mm-hmm. We don't leave a soldier behind. So I went, and when I walked in, Everybody nodded like, you know, hey, how you doing? They knew I belonged there because I was there. And later on, he introduced me to some people, and they came over and said, are you okay? Is everything all right? What are you into? How are you doing? You know, come back. You know, don't not come back. And I started feeling a little bit more comfortable, and I found myself going back the next month, then going back the next month, and then getting involved Mm -hmm. because it really is part of healing when you know you have a purpose. I believe that. So then now, what? so how do you feel today that you've been with the DAV? How long have you been with the DAV now? Oh, my, I, I, let's see. I don't, I can't really say how many years I've been there with the DAV, but I'll tell you I'm a lifetime member. <laughs> I, I know that I'm there forever. Till death do us part. Because I look forward to meeting with them, and we talk about strategies on how to help fellow veterans. Uh, You know, I know a lot about women issues because I'm a female. Uh, For example, you know, in the training when you go away for deployment, they teach you how to get out the Humvee or take, you know, use the bathroom in a couple of minutes and get back in there. Well, if you're a female, you have a lot of other processes that you go through. Mm -hmm. And no one actually trained me, but I had five females with me. So I saw what they taught us, and then I devised something that worked for us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you become very innovative quite quite quickly, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, I like it there because they like my energy. uh, They like my thought process, and they want to help. Like, you know, I told them, hey, listen, we got an issue with military sexual assault. It is a serious issue. Mm-hmm. They said, why don't women come out? Why aren't they involved? Because a lot of them had issues that happened. And a lot of them, you know what they do when they get uh, assaulted? Normally, it's somebody who is a superior, who they are supposed to look up 
for leadership and guidance and all of the, you know, ethics and integrity and honesty. Uh, well, it could be a drill sergeant, could be a commander, those you look up to. And they do superb jobs in their professional career. However, very unethical. And you know what happens to the female? They, they may promote her. Really? And they may transfer her. Mm. So you get rewarded for being raped. Mm. You know, that's being assaulted over and over and over again. And this person, nothing happened. And everybody knew it. You know? So, and then what happens is they start drinking. It feels good. Then they may fail a urinalysis test. And then they may go on to something else. And then next thing you know, they have a dishonorable discharge. They leave the military. They can't get a job. They have children. They have to go right back quickly into civilian life without the proper transition and not proud of their career in the military because it was taken away from them. So they can't go for help. So the hurt and the pain and the what they've gone through because they have a dishonorable discharge. So what are some so of the things that the that military can, be can fixed. do? Yeah, that, that's, that's, that can be fixed. Right. So, But what can we do ahead of time to get ahead of the problem? So that's, that's the thing okay. I think we need to focus on as, as military veterans and also as the military in general and, and the civilian population at large because – we as veterans are not, we are not orphaned or isolated or on our own island or, uh, outside of the United States, outside the country and, the, and our major population. What we do mm-hmm. as veterans, what we've done as soldiers and service members, sailors, Marines, airmen, we all mm-hmm. are a part of this country and we're doing something on behalf of the country. So it's in everybody's right. best interest to get this figured out. What do we need to yeah. do to change the culture, the mentality of the military where we don't have this stuff happening? Because it's happening to women. And we just learned earlier, we talked earlier with another uh, service member, it happened to, it's happening to men. It's happening to men right now. So how do we get ahead of this? Oh, yes. And it's even worse for them because a man is supposed to be strong. Mm-hmm. And once this happens to them, they are weak. So to speak, you're still the same person. This act happened to you that you had nothing to do with. But they take ownership for it. And a lot of times it's what they call uh, victimization. Where if something happens to you, the first thing they do is look at you and say, what did you do? Right. Had you been drinking? How were you dressed? Where were you? You were in his car? Why were you in his car? Irregardless of what you had on or didn't have on, whether you were intoxicated or not, whether you were with him or not, no is no. Right. But it also goes back and to what so you taught, what you trained in the military. When you think about, think of, I think about that scene, which every person in, in basic training has gone through. The guy that leaves his footlocker open in full metal jacket, and all of a sudden the entire platoon has to suffer for it because he mm-hmm. he's being blamed for leaving his footlocker open, although someone else stole something out of his footlocker. But yet the person who left his footlocker unlocked is the person who's blamed, which in the military mm-hmm. is about accountability and things like that. But yet at another level – there's still an accountability for the person who goes and perpetrates and does something horrible. We don't say a person who commits treason, oh, well, what made what made the uh, circumstances uh, to make that one person want to commit treason? We don't say that. Mm-hmm. When a person commits treason, we, we punish the person who was the perpetrator. But for some right, reason, right. we don't. when it comes to sexual assault, we don't want to punish the perpetrator. We try to cover it up or hide it. Whenever there's violence done 
inappropriately or, or directed at the wrong person, whether it's even uh, 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 treating people who are not hostile uh, targets or hostile enemies as hostile targets. Like a lot of the stuff you hear about what's going on in, in uh, Ukraine right now with the, with the Russians, how they treat uh, civilians, how they bomb civilians and kill children. They don't mm-hmm. seem to be, to be uh, even touched. Yet we don't punish the perpetrators. Exactly. Well, I, 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 this is what I think. I think that we need to train and let people know that you see something, you say something. Don't be afraid of saying something and it may not be true. But you see something, you go to that person and say, hey, I saw that. That is not right. I'm here to support you. And then what we do is the military can't stand behind a person just because of all of the accolades that they may have. That's not the point. We all serve and we all deserve to be treated with respect. And what I feel, too, is once they are... Are char- once they are found to be guilty, they should be charged criminally because then they have to be registered uh, as a sex offender. And what this does is protect everybody else from it happening to them. But if you hide it, ignore it, move them someplace else, or go on and allow them to retire with an honorable discharge, you are not doing anything. You are supporting it. You're a part of it. You're guilty of it. And it takes a lot to stand up and tell brass, no, this is wrong. I condone it. I don't support it. And I will report it. See something, say something. So if we get enough people to do that and start training them and letting them see that it is effective, to do the right thing, we'll get more people to do the right thing. And then when you know somebody has a problem, you don't just let them go. You know, we deserve, all of us deserve to come back home fixed, if not fixed, help to get us fixed. So this is what I believe. So Because most times when something happens, they know who did it. Oh, I know it. She should have not been around him. We tried to tell her, don't go out with him. Okay, so you knew that. Well, I didn't actually see it, but I heard, okay, we're reported that you heard this about a person. I didn't see it, but I heard it. If everybody who didn't see it but heard it reported it, then sooner or later the person who actually saw it will say, well, yeah, I did see it. And that adds credibility to their story and it lets them know that it's okay to say something and they Mm -hmm. feel compelled to say something. Sometimes people have to feel guilty to do the right thing. Hopefully we we don't have to get to that point. People just want to do right and be right. Think and look and act like a soldier, right? We taught that when we go to basic training, we taught that, reinforce that in our AIT or initial advanced training. Right. You know, so those mm-hmm. are ideas to always be an honorable person, always think about your fellow soldier and not take advantage of your fellow soldier. So Right. And each one of us, each one of us, every veteran and really every citizen, when you see somebody and they look like they need help or you see a neighbor who went away and they're not like they used to be, talk to that person. You know, let them know how much you appreciate, you know, all that they do 
Is there something that they need? If they want to talk, you know, let me know. I'm always here for you. You know, you can't push yourself on to them, but I always have a smile and I always be there. And, 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 and we all have our breaking point where we just can't take it anymore. And we are going to vent and we are going to cry. We're going to let go. You have to. And someone would be there. Uh, I had to have a person to assist me, a friend of mine, who came back to uh, the, the Midwest uh, when I returned home because I wasn't calling people as much as I used to. I used to love to call and check, especially on the elderly. And she said, something is wrong. She's not calling. She's not, you know, something is wrong. And so she flew in, and I just thought I just wasn't feeling well. I just don't really want to be around people. So she said, let's, let's, go, to, let's go down to that, uh, that VA place that you talk about. I said, oh, no, I don't need to go down there. She said, let's just go down there. You get down there. If you don't feel good, we can leave whenever you want. Well, when I got down there, uh, I wasn't feeling good, but she talked for me. They said, well, can we help you? I wouldn't say anything. She said, well, you know, this is my friend. I've been knowing her for 20 years, and she was always so lively, so full of energy, laughing, talking. Uh, look at her. She's not smiling. She's not herself. She doesn't like to go out. You know, there's something wrong. And so I, by her sitting there with me saying that, I said, I don't feel good. I said, you don't, you don't know what I've been through. I, you know, it's been a, okay, so I'm starting to talk about it. I'm starting to let go. I'm starting to feel like I'm in a safe environment because I had a buddy with me. North a lot Miami, of times the veterans. Left. Left. Yeah, left okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, real quickly, I just want to thank everybody for their attention. And I want to say that on April 30th, next Saturday, there's going to be a Women Veterans Conference. It's going to be in Richardson uh, Park, Illinois, at 4455 South Trail. And it's free. We want women to get on Eventbrite and come. Women, if you have a problem, there's a women's veterans town hall meeting, not just a man's town hall meeting. Now Jesse Brown has one, one for women. Call Jesse Brown and find out what that number is. We have gold star families. We have one especially, uh, Nizia uh, Wilson. Her mother was Sergeant Simone Robinson, who... Arthur, I got to cut you off, Arthur. We got ran out of time. DAV.org. Go check out their website and also contact the Hammond, Indiana DAV. The chapter is chapter 13 of the DAV. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit AmericasHG.org.